1: Today is Thursday, August 18th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 474 featuring the Boston Herald's Mark Murphy is powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. What's up everybody welcome in Celtics beat on the day after at least as we sit here and record this maybe when you listen to it as well the day after the Boston Celtics and the NBA have released the schedules for the upcoming season no this will not be a full on schedule release show because those drive me crazy and I just don't find them that interesting but we will touch on aspects of it obviously and give you some of the highlights. As I mentioned off the top, Adam Kaufman, Evan Valenti, Mark Murphy here with us. Mark, you know, I I hopefully your summer's been going great and everything like that. But I, I didn't realize quite how long it had been since we'd had you on the show here with us until I went back. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on iTunes, folks. I went on iTunes. I looked up Celtics Beat and I, I searched for your name. And episode 458, mind you, what did I say? This is 474. Episode Definitely. 458. Uh, april 29th 2022 oh, with the with the headline of the show i know it feels like yesterday yep. should the Celtics be the favorites in the eastern Conference what do you think mark should they have been the favorites <laughs> in the eastern Conference they
0: you know they they certainly played that way they yeah. i mean they're and they now you look at some of the lines out there they they're the favorite to win the NBA titles that's Maybe. right. Can we break and, this
2: down for a second, real quick? Just because, like, this show sometimes can be, in terms of like getting snake bit by news. Mm-hmm. Adam, we've discussed this consistently on this show how this particular show gets snake bit by news. Like, well, the, the last one with Ian
1: Thompson, what was it, like, seven seconds after ten the show?
2: Right after the <laughs> show got done, Bill Russell's number is being retired league wide. I mean, like, 10 right. seconds after right. I pressed stop. Like, it was unbelievable. Yeah. So, okay. We often talk about that in the show. But this particular thing, we were prescient for once, Adam. We were right on the money about to the Celtics Speed Eastern Conference favorites with Mark. I mean, they they represented the Eastern Conference NBA Finals. And now they're the NBA title favorites as we head into the new season. So, I mean, look, folks, Celtics Beat's got you covered. That's my only point here. And and I only bring this up because the last time – we were really pressured about something, and we got a lot of feedback, negative feedback for this. And I keep on hammering this point. When we had Dr. P on to talk about Kyrie's knee, <laughs> <that's right. laughs> everybody gave us a hard time that Dr. P did not give a rosy prognosis for Kyrie and his knee injury. And people were like, oh, that guy's not what he's talking about. He has no clue. Whatever, whatever. Guess what? We were right on the money. Mm-hmm. About Kyrie's need. So, folks, just understand here, this show has a couple of things going for it. One of it is just we're very prescient because we have the best guests of anybody around, including Mark, obviously, who's here.
1: Well, look, we, we like to, we we do like to harken back to the seal and correct uh example but the fact of the matter is i don't even need to be humble about this mark and much of the credit is is to to that of the guests like yourself so mm-hmm. so i'm I, when i say i'm not being humble i'm not even talking about me i'm talking about humble on behalf of the show and everyone who is part of it on a weekly basis fact mm-hmm. of the matter is we've been doing this show for years and we're ahead of the curve all the other podcasts the, the talk radio shows the tv talking heads if, if you want your self-analysis folks like this is the show that you come to to find out what's going to happen because we almost never miss. It's just a fact. We are, like guys, I, it, like the, we've got the receipts, man. You guys probably get more writers than anybody, don't you? Oh, by by a long shot. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and look that that where I where I'll scale back on that is, you know, maybe that's just a choice. Like some some podcasts, and there are a lot of great Celtics podcasts out there. Some of them you know, prefer to do it like just their hosts or, or a consistent co-host or, you know, it's whatever, like Evan and I could do the show every week by ourselves and it would be fine. But you know, to to take it to the level that we want it to be at, we have people like you and Ian and Bullpet and you know, on and on and on, and, and former players and coaches and and everything on a, on a weekly basis. That's that's what puts Celtics Beats in the place that it is, and we get the thousands of listeners that we get every single week doing the show only once a week. You know, so we uh, it, you know, it's a it's a quick mid-August thank you to all of you out there listening, because if you disagree with anything that I'm saying right now, you're either hate listening. Or you, uh, you you know, you're not listening because you don't feel that way about this show. So either way, I'm feeling good. I just want to make a pact before we finish the show. We should all give one,
2: like, some sort of take. And one of these will hit. Like, we got to give a strong, just because of Mark and his. I mean, is,
1: it, is it a strong take to say <laughs> the Celtics are not going to trade for Kevin Durant? Because that's yeah. what I've been saying for weeks.
2: I mean, I don't think that's hot enough at this point. I think at the the signs all point that direction, even though the Southerners are the unofficial leaders in the clubhouse, apparently, for that particular yeah. – what does yeah. that mean, Mark? What is – to you, what does the unofficial uh, leader in the clubhouse mean? What is that? Uh,
0: yeah, how many leaders in the clubhouse make it to the end? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> true. It, it just uh, – yeah. Okay, here's a hot take. The Nets <laughs> win the Eastern Conference oh so, so right. they, this they one decide, they, they they, to come weird. back Kyrie has to prove himself Ben Simmons has to prove himself Kevin Durant finally gets the support he deserves and they actually and Joe Harris comes back sure. and actually win the conference
1: it is sort of funny when you think about it like they're if if they all come back like everyone that you just outlined like nobody's traded away Kyrie's not traded Durant obviously isn't traded Simmons actually plays Harris is healthy all these things come to pass which is not a long shot by any stretch like that's that's the direction that we're heading if all of that stuff actually happens like it shouldn't be a hot take to say hey the Nets are going to win the Eastern Conference but it feels like one Mark sure because there's such a They're, they're such a a sort of forgotten team right now because everyone just looks at them as a team in disarray. Like we're sitting here on, you know, in, in mid August, wondering again, like the, the season, the Celtics begin the season, opening night is, is October 16th or 18th rather. And we'll, we'll talk about some of that stuff in a little bit. So that's, you know, a couple months away, not even at this point. And we're sitting here wondering, is Kevin Durant going to be a net? is Kyrie Irving definitely going to be a net is Ben Simmons going to play for the nets? Will Steve Nash be coaching the nets? Will Uh, Sean Marks be the GM of the nets? Uh, People are just looking at this as, as a giant dumpster fire waiting to, you know, just kindling. Yeah. And, you know,
0: Joe Psy didn't told Durant to go stuff it and he won't fire management. (laughs) So you get that too. That's,
1: but I, I I really think there's there's a chance there for a real spark. So we've been you know getting people's opinions over the last several weeks on this issue, and and we don't need to rehash ours because we've we've done so much of that. But your belief is this is not going to happen. With this is the no, Kevin I, in Boston. This is I I don't,
0: I don't think so. I mean, I think you would have seen Mark's drop his price by now if he was really serious about it. Um, the latest reports out of there are that now they want to they want to try and run it forward, and I think uh, and it maybe then he'll get his price. But you know, it, it, it's maybe I'm maybe I'm sounding totally unrealistic with this. But if you're talking a Kevin Durant Jalen Brown trade, that's a straight up trade. Well, would you just can't because do. of the age involved? Yeah, I mean, you know, plus the defensive player of the year, plus picks. You know, I, I, I just—it's it, not a realistic situation. The Celtics not going to deal. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Is his Achilles. Uh, yeah, you know that's
1: that's a tough one. Larry Bird had one of those late in his career. Well, I, I'm of the mind too that, and again, I've made this case, so I won't harp. But just to throw it out there I'm of the mind that that if you if you give up what it would take to get Kevin Durant based on the asking price that we know or assume right now I just don't think if you're the Celtics you're all that much better like you're more top heavy like obviously Tatum and Durant yeah. would be a, a thrill to watch together if right. everybody's healthy and everything and sure. and they were just you know on on Instagram working out together in Los Angeles so that's right. fanning that flame a little bit but I just don't think you're that much better a team because you're sacrificing the depth and and potentially the defensive identity that got you to the finals in the first place. And now you're that much deeper, obviously, after signing Brogdon, after signing Gallinari. But let's do this. Let's do this, the three of us. Because, Evan, we haven't done this on previous shows. You know, we've broken down the whole will they, won't they, should they, shouldn't they. How about what do people want? And what I mean by that is if you're, and and we'll go category by category, let's start with the coaches. If you're Ime Odoka, Mark, what do you want? Do you want Kevin Durant, who you have a relationship with, you've worked with in the past in Brooklyn, or do you want your roster, which is a championship favorite on paper right now as it's constituted, that you're very familiar with, that you coached to the finals last year and you went out and you added pieces? You want door A or door B? He wants guys
0: who can run for a long time, and I think he'll take youth over even Kevin Durant at that point. With Jalen Brown, I think he – I think Jalen has the potential to be a terrific defensive player. I think he may – not wanting to disrupt what he achieved defensively, I think he wants to move forward with what he's got. I mean, sure, he'd take Kevin Durant, but not at the expense of Jalen Brown. What do
2: you Kevin. think, Marcus? Well, I mean, <laughs> every coach wants Kevin Durant. I mean, like – that I said this, like, at the time – like, I, as a Nats fan, if you're a fan of the Washington Nationals, like, you own a franchise to somehow look into a player as good as Juan Soto, and then, like, you trade him away when he's 23 years old. It just would bother me, right? You want to have at some point in your life a Juan Soto. If you are a, a, a franchise of any uh, – whether if you're a bottom franchise or the Celtics or anything, you want a guy like Kevin Durant at, at some
1: point in the lifespan of your of your history, right? Sure. But, but ideally back in 2016 when he was right. flirting with different teams, not six years later. To Mark's point, I,
2: I just really think that this team – and I think I, I could be wrong here. I think uh, our buddy uh, Dan Greenberg tweeted this out where I think Wick might have spoke to 98.5 about how – in an interview with WBZ. Yeah, okay, there you go. So And maybe he talked about how – you know, how the front office loves this team, like Brad loves this team, Eme loves this team as it currently sits right now. And I don't have any trouble believing that at all whatsoever. It seems like to me Brad and Eme have a very similar vision for what this team needs to look like. It helps that Brad coached this team very recently and has a, a kind of a, a really interesting perspective on on how this team should be built. It just seems to me if Eme as we all believed last season, last offseason when We were talking about, oh, yeah, well, this team at least will be better defensively. You know, we'll see how the offense goes, but this will be a defensive first team. Well, they just went out and added, like, Malcolm Brogdon, and and that's going to make their biggest strength even stronger. That defensive backcourt of smart, white, brown, and now Malcolm Brogdon Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. such an embarrassment of riches. But if you look at what just happened in the finals, and it just seemed like everybody wore down, this team is now specially built – to weather that storm of the marathon regular season, if we want to segue this into the,
1: you know, right into the schedule talk. Um, it seems let's, like, uh, let's, well, I want to do a few different categories before we right. get to the schedule stuff. So let's stick with the coaching staff. But
2: and- I, I gotta assume that Ime having all these interchangeable defensive parts is exactly what you're looking for. And now I'm not saying that Durant doesn't also bring versatility defensively. Durant would be walking onto the best defensive team he's ever been on, probably in his entire life. And is has the ability to guard up and down a little bit, but that's one guy versus having you know two or three guys that can do that. And you'd rather have more bodies because guys get hurt. So I think again we're all, we're projecting here on EMA. Yeah, um, that's the whole point. I think, we, I think we all know him a little bit. I th- and, you know I think he would would take this team
1: no problem. I think they're all on the same page about it. So let's let's keep projecting. Let's project upon the players if you're players on this team and not guys that would theoretically be part of the deal, like obviously Marcus smart, doesn't want to go anywhere. Derek white doesn't want to go anywhere. And people have all sorts of different theories about, you know, Jalen Brown and how he views his future. But let's say you're someone like Jason Tatum, you know, you're the head of the snake. You're the star of the team. You're the all-star. You're all NBA. You're, you know, a guy who's going to have his, his number in the rafters one day. He wants a ring. Obviously he wants a ring. And obviously he has relationships with both of these guys to go back years. If you're Jason Tatum, Mark, And you're fixated on just winning that championship above all else. Are you looking at it and saying, man, like being alongside Kevin Durant for a full regular season into the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Like I I could sign up for that. Yeah. Like let that'll, that'll get me toward a title a little bit faster. Give me that option. We'll sacrifice a little depth, whatever, we'll figure it out. Or is there, you know, not just a part of him, because I'm sure there is, but a significant part of him that says, all these years of people count now, Jalen and I, we can do this. We've shown we can do this. Now we just got to get over the hump. We got to keep climbing. We're like, we're going to do this together. We're going to show everybody. We're going to have the last laugh. And I do want all that depth and everything that we already talked about. If you're Tatum and you're the one that actually gets to make that decision versus Brad Stevens, Mike Zarin, and the the rest of the crew there, which do you want? Do you want Kevin Durant or do you want Jalen Brown?
0: I think the one thing that Tatum has been really good at is skating right down the middle
1: on that issue. To a fault, I think, actually, but keep going.
0: But to the point where I think he's actually a little dispassionate about that. Yeah, he's great friends with Durant, and he's basically grown up with Jalen. I think he'll take either. I think he's just focused on his own game, on, you know, and like that or not. I mean, I think that's, he's a very objective thinker and I think he'll take either. I don't, I don't think he leans either way.
2: Yeah. But he, the one thing I'll point out is that the, when he spoke and Adam, you and I went back and forth on this, um, how we felt about this particular press con or not even a press conference he just was hanging around at the the point gods, I think event at Showtime put on and people had cameras and microphones everywhere. So they asked him a few questions. Um he did talk about chemistry and how important that is. Now he has chemistry with both guys, obviously, um, but he clearly has more chemistry with one guy than the other guy. So I don't. I, again, we're, we're projecting here. I think Tatum would prefer. Maybe it's an ego thing, but to be the number one guy in on a championship team is a little different than than riding with Kevin Durant. So yeah. mm-hmm. I think maybe that's something to consider here. I mean, the beauty of Tatum is he's kind of like the ideal guy you want in your locker room because he just really doesn't make a lot of noise at all whatsoever, just goes out and does his thing. And and maybe the lack of – um, I guess the lack of communication, I like guess like a a guy who's always in front of a camera with a microphone saying stuff, like maybe that bothers people. But I kind of really enjoy the fact that like, you no, know, Tatum's all about ball. He doesn't really care about – answering questions all the time and just mm-hmm. tries to be as, as Mark said, as steady down the middle as he possibly can and just focus on basketball as, as much as he can. Like I, nobody compares to Tim Duncan in that particular regard, but I would say he feels, you know, Tim Duncan ish in that mm-hmm. particular regard. So,
1: well, although what I'll say, like Tim Duncan never said anything ever to anybody. That's fair. What's, what's interesting except about. Tim, except except Joey, uh, Joey Crawford. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, of it course. <laughs> What's interesting about uh Tatum, though, is that, you know, over over the years and certainly over the last year or so, he's given you so much more, especially if you put him in a setting like, you know, the J.J. Redick podcast or something like that. If he's in a, a very comfortable environment, like you would be with a, a former longtime NBA player as well versus sitting here doing an interview with the three of us or something like that, He's opening up quite a bit more. He's he's offering a lot more than he ever did before, and I I think if he he doesn't always spell it out, sometimes you have to read between the lines a little bit and really listen to what he's saying. But I I, I do think Mark that he's that's why I guess I find it noteworthy when on an issue like this he does so carefully skate the lane like that yeah. that first press con- the so, multiple things went through my mind in that showtime presser with cameras shoved in his faces on the one hand I was a little disappointed that he was and again it was how he was answering the specific questions he was asked Mm -hmm. but he was kind of talking up Kevin Durant great player played with him at the Olympics and yada 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 didn't really say anything about Jalen and I was like well does that mean anything but then then I started sort of the more rational part of my mind I started thinking this guy has had to defend his relationship with Jalen Brown For years. Like, right. he's probably just done. Like, if we don't know how he feels yeah. about Jalen by now, like, that's our problem. You know what I mean? So, answered, I, yeah. so, I think that's a part of it as well.
0: Yeah, he answered that question throughout the finals. You know? Right.
1: I mean, I, I over mean. Over and over and over.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, sure, you know, people know where he stands. I mean, but he, you know, he he's probably even more inclined than a lot of guys in the league to say it's a business you know yeah. it's the it's a business answer that usually comes for this stuff and he'll go to that quickly
1: now what about just to give you a, a third category here what about we we sort of mixed front office into coaching staff with e what about ownership Wick Grossbeck, to Evan's point, has talked about how he really likes this group. And what else is he going to say? Mm-hmm. Because I do really believe he believes that. I mean, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you? You just got to Game 6 of the NBA Finals, and now you're better right now than you were at that point in time entering the new season. You're the the betting favorite going into the years you outlined before, Mark. So, mm-hmm. obviously, he does and should feel good about this group. But sort of taking yeah. that to the next stage, he certainly has some level of say you know he get a final say mm-hmm. if he wants it mm-hmm. i don't know if he does or if he just defers and trusts trusts yeah. his basketball operations group but he certainly could like he could slide in and say brad like enoughs enough i, I don't want kevin durant i want jalen let's keep building with what we're building or he could let this fester he could let this go on because maybe he is intrigued by what kevin durant would look like in a celtics uniform like everybody was 6 years ago when he opted to go to golden state after the meeting in the hamptons what do you think ownership would prefer if it had or elected to have the final call here.
0: Uh, it, you know, I think they love the idea that this is a team that they've grown. And, you know, are you going to trade your greatest piece? No, nah, I, I, you know, I think it's uh, – I think you would like to see what he has. I think he'd like to see what he has here.
2: Well, I think the idea is to be Golden State and to try and have a young, long window of contention. Now, obviously, nobody's going to be Golden State and win that many titles, right? It takes a little bit of luck in that regard. It takes a, the the cab jumping up a ginormous amount and signing Kevin Durant, speaking of whom, uh, to, uh, to a contract, bringing him in and making life hell for every other team in basketball. But the idea is to be having a long, sustained run of success, and Kevin Durant's age hinders that. So I think if it were up to Wick, this would be the team he would want or the ownership would want because of how long the, the 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 Boston will be hanging around. I mean this you have to remember the window opened, you know Tatum's rookie year. So they've been going from then till now. you know, and they've had some you know roller coaster up and downs in between, and so is the NBA. But you know if you, here we are a few years later. And Boston is actually kind of right where we thought they'd be at a front runner in the Eastern conference and a front runner for the NBA title. So, you know, it might not have been the ideal journey to get to where they are, but this is exactly where they want to be right now. And and I think, you know, given the fact that they've accomplished so much with this crew, I think it's like, well, you know, if we're already here, you know, again, development, as we say all the time, you know, development isn't linear here. It, it, it takes, you know, down and it's a roller coaster. but, you know, th- this, things are looking great and if you're a wick it's like well this is again things will get more expensive as we continue to go here the capital continue to go up but at that rate you know at, you, as, you, as you've seen golden state kind of like boast about all the time like yeah we don't care about money like whatever that tax bill is going to be whatever we care about right now we'll pay that we'll we'll pay it all now and we'll recoup all that money later and then we'll do this again, hopefully. So yeah. again, I think if Wick and again, i we're projecting, but I, I I think he'd prefer this crew too, which is crazy because now are we all three for three
1: on they all want to have the same team they have right now? Adam, is that your point? That's yeah, that's that's basically my point. Yeah, it's a it's a whatever 20 minute version to get to my point. But yeah, I think that that is my point. I just think that they like what they've got and they believe in what they're building, and no one's certainly they're not gonna overpay to overhaul things, but I just don't even like to Mark's point, if it were even possible and it's not, but if it were contractually possible to just do a one for one, Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown, would they do it more than likely? But I still think they'd, they'd second guess it internally quite a bit before. So I, you know, I, I, I think they, I think they would have major qualms about it given injury history and, and the eight year gap between the two and one's, You know, still very much on the ascent and adding new things to his game every single offseason versus the other. That's not quite on the decline yet, but isn't far from it. You know, like this isn't easy, which is why, to me, it is easy to not make a trade that involves multiple starters and a billion picks or pick swaps or some combination. I just the whole thing for me from the beginning has been asinine, Mark. And I've I've made that abundantly clear in past shows. But I think there is a reason, like just a couple of days ago, Adam Himmelsbach of the Globe, you know, the most recent report on this whole thing was uh, the season nets aren't close to a deal and there have been no discussions of substance. And none of that surprises me at all. No. Oh. And, you know, to go back
0: to Wick and Paliuca and all of them, um, you know, you got Durant's reputation with contracts. I mean w- – when is his option? I'm That's slipping my mind at the moment. Is it in another two years? I'd have to but, double check. Yeah, but he's been known to, he's left everywhere he's gone. Are you going to trade a guy who's such a big part of your future? And you're going to have to pay, Jalen, obviously.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But, you know, you, you run the risk of Durant just taking off again.
1: Yeah, and I've said that. I don't know how many times in the past that I just don't trust him. I I don't trust. Like, I mean, if, if, if he were true to his word, so to speak, he'd still be running out the clock in Brooklyn. He wouldn't be looking, you know, trying to force his way out right now because he is under contract and he's under contract for the, whatever the option, I'm not sure, but he is under contract for the next four years. No option. option. Straight up. He's under contract for the next four years. All right.
2: 2020 to this year till 2026, he is straight up on the books 42 46 49 the last year 53 million at age what 37
1: it's so you're paying right. you're paying right. Kevin Durant assuming he hasn't asked out by then you're paying Kevin Durant 53 million dollars as a 37 year old versus even if you max out Jalen I don't know what you're paying him 40 million or something like that you're right. you're paying him that money at at what twenty eight 29, yeah, like 30 yeah. i mean it's yeah. it, it, the point is he's in his prime like it's yeah. right. it, of course you pay him that it, assuming he does want to stay which is sort of the great unknown but you know if you believe in in a guy that that posts on social media with purpose i don't think it's hard to it, it if if i'm not sort of misreading it because i know he likes to say like you know the smh or i don't even know if he ever addressed that personally but like this didn't have to do with that or like the the energy's about to shift didn't have to do with that even though he later admitted it did but i mean he's, he's posting pictures right now out there in the community in his juice brand he's with you know mayor Wu, and he's talking about how much you know i love the community the community loves me like all all this like i think that matters i think that means something i, I don't think that's subtle on his part
0: no no no, no. and I talked to I talked to somebody who was close to him a couple well, probably about a month ago now after the SMH tweet, and they said, "Look, he, he loves being where he is. You know, he does. He's not going to talk about an extension now, but sure. you know, he he loves where he is. He wants to be in Boston, and this is somebody you know pretty close who knew what they were talking about. You know, he want to be. He doesn't want to go anywhere." You know, this this stuff about wanting to be a zone number one somewhere, I'm not sure. Where did that come from?
1: Yeah. I mean, and I I don't know. I I don't know enough about him. I guess. But some of these guys just, and when I say that, I mean, like, professional athletes you know the you mm-hmm. let's focus it on basketball obviously because that seems to be the sport more than any other that we talk about being the number one obviously some of right. these guys liked it, it what's more important you want to be a number one and and lose like in, in a place where you're like maybe going to be the seven eight seed or something like that but you're not really right. going to do anything or you mm-hmm. want to be a number two on a championship caliber team right i don't know everybody's different some guys would rather be the one Others, and I, I think Jalen falls into the latter category, they want to win. That but, matters first and foremost. And let's not yeah. forget, this is also a guy that, had they won the championship this past year, he yeah. likely would have been finals MVP. Right, right. That was and, my final point. He, what what yeah. says you can't be a
2: one in the most important games that you can play? like that? Right. And that's all what being a competitor is all about, right? It's all about winning as many games as possible and hosting the trophy at the end. And, and mm. again, if, if sees where we're able to manage to win game four and then you know go on to win the title. Jalen's hosting the the, the Bill right. Russell MVP trophy, right. no question about it.
0: And and where he is, he feels like he's two games away still. Mm-hmm. They think they're gonna be right back there. Why would you want to change a situation it? right
2: like that? I do want to point out that I mean Mark brought it up for a second and I was going to bring this up later, but I do think this is actually like kind of important. Jalen being at that Roxbury uh, basketball tournament is kind of a huge deal, in my opinion. Um, I guess it's just, I'm not maybe the person to have this conversation, and, and, and I would like to have this conversation um, with some people that would know better than I do. Um, but I think it's important that Jalen is part of this movement um, that celebrates black culture in Boston. Um, Because oftentimes Boston is a victim of its past and present It's not like I'm claiming that Boston is not a racist city We hear it all the time But one of the things that we don't do Is prop up how important black culture is to Boston And that tournament is a great way to do that And have Jalen Brown there Is a great way to get more eyes like mine Like Adams, like Mark's Onto that tournament Mm -hmm. um that's in my opinion that's a really big deal and I really love the fact that Jalen is doing stuff like that I wish um you know Tatum I know he's got his own thing going on but I wish like Tatum would show up to that too that would be a kind of a big deal um and I think it it can't be lost on on the fans that Jalen does that it can't be lost on people that Jalen goes to those things that's very important and I think it's cool Um, in Austin that Jalen was able to pop through and, and just hang out for a while. I, again, I wasn't there. I didn't, I, I'm on the other side of the state. So, you know, I, what happens out in Boston half time, I don't even hear about. Um, but I did see that. And I think it'd be great if more guys took that responsibility and and kind of ran with that. And again, it's just, it's important, uh, for the culture of Boston and for Jalen Brown's involvement
1: in it. I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, I, on, on that issue, I'll just say this. The When when we have these conversations about trades, potential trades, I personally am always looking at it from the scope of purely basketball. Because if I were to bring aspects like what Evan just brought up into play, and I agree with every word that he just said, if I were to bring those aspects into play, how many years, literally years, have we been saying the things that Jalen Brown accomplishes off the basketball court over the course of his life, Are going to so far exceed whatever he does on the basketball court. If I, if, if I were to just, you know, dial in on that, we wouldn't even be having the conversation. Like you, you never want to trade away a guy of the caliber of Jalen Brown, but you know, obviously when, when again, you just come back purely to basketball, that's when all this debate comes in.
0: Right. No, I mean his rookie year he addressed the Harvard School of Education. Mm-hmm. You know, he I mean intellectually he's just uh, he's a VP with a players of everybody. Yeah, he's a, he's a former uh, he's a future players association president for sure. Oh,
1: it might be a future senator, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. Bill Bradley. Yeah. Or a, or yeah. a mayor like Kevin Johnson or you name it. Like I mean, huh. he, if he wants to go into politics, you know, he'll be very successful at it. Oh, oh, you know that
0: march he led after George Floyd. Yeah, him in Brogdon
2: on the same. Yeah,
0: yeah. at the
1: wow. at the MLK. Love it. Love, yeah. it. love it. Yeah, which is a uh, sort of a a unique but appropriate way to transition quickly into this. Uh, we'll get into some of the schedule stuff, but one thing the Celtics, the entire NBA, haven't mentioned it: retiring Bill Russell's number six league-wide. You know, except for obviously the players like LeBron who are grandfathered in, or you know, reminds me of like Mo Vaughn still wearing forty-two after Major League Baseball retired Jackie Robinson's number. Um, the. The, the celebrations are, are going to be endless as they should be for Bill Russell over the course of this coming season. You know, what will be the 76th in, in NBA history, but the Celtics will be wearing and, and I don't usually love all the city connect jerseys. And I, I think a, a lot of that stuff or, or city jerseys, I, city connect in baseball. I think it's just city in the NBA. I, I tend to think a lot of those, especially like the gray ones are really ugly, but I'm very excited that the Celtics are going to wear the, Old school Bill Russell themed Celtics yeah. jerseys a dozen times this year. Uh, I think maybe even opening night as well. I don't remember, but they're going to wear it a, a dozen times: six home, six road this coming season. Yeah. Uh, among the celebrations, including obviously the Russell patch that they'll have, and I that's great. Like that's I. I'm just I'm I'm really looking forward to that stuff.
0: Oh, do a whole season of that. Yeah, agreed. I'm, I mean, you know how many jerseys they're going to sell? Yeah, to
2: stop that. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: it's yeah. Um, just as the um, they wear yeah. their
2: home whites more. They don't wear the home whites enough. It's right. no. it right. drives me crazy.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> I
0: gotta uh, say I'll... the black and green grew on me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I've always liked the black and green. Those those started right. back in in the new Big Three era, right? Like those right. Right. those were the I don't know if they were the first year, maybe the second year of of Garnett and Allen oh, and yeah. all those yeah. guys being here. But I I yeah, I have one of those in my closet. I love that jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Never wear it, but I like it. <laughs> uh, take a quick break, and then we will get to the schedule stuff. Want to tell you uh, some new information about our good friends and partners at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and contests and events. With first-to-market odds and lines, you can find reviews and news of every single league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, golf you name it bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information and live in-game betting props and futures make sure you check it out the NFL season preseasons underway the regular seasons right around the corner obviously Patriots are plus 500 to win the uh well the the division not not the Super Bowl the division uh plus 500 that's that's third behind the bills and and even the Dolphins not the Jets uh plus 2800 to win the conference which is 12th 12th in the conference plus 2800 I don't even want to look up how far down they are for Super Bowl in terms of the actual uh, you know what what number team they are but they're plus 5000 odds to win the championship which well, that's bad, folks. That's uh, that's what we call a long shot. If you want to place a bet, you could win some big money there if they actually pull it off. For all things NFL betting, make sure you go to betonline.ag and uh, bet on division and conference and Super Bowl futures, obviously. Place a wager on the exact outcome of each division. You could uh, place a ticket on which team is going to score the most points in 2022. The Bills are the favorites of plus 600. There are 20 more special season props available right now on BetOnline, so we encourage you, obviously, do check it out. Head to Bet Online today. Use the mobile device to join today. Make sure uh, for your first sports bet, use the promo code CLNS50. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now we're in stuff,
2: Massachusetts starting in October. Looking forward to that, man. They made <laughs> it. Although they didn't make it for the beginning of the NFL season, which drives you know me
1: crazy. Better late than never. They're, they're going to be a guys. lot of money, guys. It's awesome that's the point. Uh, but let's just a little bit, we're not going to go crazy. Cause again, this stuff really, it does boring bore me and, and probably you out there as well, but the schedule stuff. Uh, so opening night, Philadelphia, a contender, certainly, uh, at, uh October 18th, the Christmas day game also at the garden against Milwaukee. So you got a playoff rematch. You'll have finals rematches with the warriors, uh, in December and January, middle of both those months, the, uh, there's a seven-game homestand, which I think I saw Mark D'Amico tweet is the longest homestand the Celtics have had since, like, 1980. Uh There's uh, obviously cutting down on travel and days off and all that stuff over the course of the year to kind of make the season a little more compact. You're going to have back-to-backs, a whole bunch of them. Uh, a six-game trip in December, which is just a freaking gauntlet. Brooklyn and Toronto and Phoenix, Golden State, and both L.A. teams. That is your six-game trip. Um, and uh and, and really just in a broader scope, really from like Thanksgiving through New Year's, that month and a half or or whatever it is, a little more than a month, is is gonna be pretty crazy and, and could in many ways define a season. So something to watch for when we get closer. And 37, I think Grandy tweeted this, 37 of the 82 regular season games as of right now, never mind what you know could happen, 37 of the 82, almost half are going to be primetime games. So, yes, as if there was ever any doubt, Mark, the Celtics are very much on the map.
0: Yep, and Be prepared for a lot of late starts. That's going to be... Yeah, you, you had know. to
1: bring me down. I was on a high. You had to bring me right down. I <laughs> hate uh, uh, Just start the game. When are you going to start the game? I work (laughs) mornings, people. Christ.
0: uh, The thing that gets me is that December trip because it starts with a home road back-to-back against Brooklyn. What is it, Toronto or Philly? Uh, It's Brooklyn. Toronto. Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 So, and then they shoot them out to Phoenix. That's – yeah. That's kind of a tough way to start a trip like that. Yeah,
2: and the Phoenix game's the third game in four nights, which is really tough. I mean, yeah. You look at a lot of their their back to backs. A lot of them are like that third game in four nights thing, which drives me crazy. Um, that'll be tough. That stretch I have highlighted on 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 my I have the physical printed out calendar.
1: It. Like it's gonna hang that on the hurt. wall in a frame, right behind all those diplomas, oh. right. Oh. I put um,
0: one of those on my fridge for my wife every there you year. Go.
1: See, that's good. <laughs> just, yeah. just in case you're looking for me, hon, this is where I'm going to be. The, the only, the
2: one thing that stood out to me besides that trip, which I have bracketed um, is the end of the season, right? They yeah. finish up March on a back-to-back, unfortunately, against Milwaukee and Utah's at home. So they're, they're going to go on the road at Milwaukee on the 30th of March, then have Utah at home on the 31st. But they're basically just home the rest of the way. They have Utah at home, a day off, uh, Mm -hmm. a couple days off, and they go to Philly, which is not far, then back home for Toronto, a day off, a game against Toronto at home again, and they get Atlanta at home. So as they ease into the postseason – Mm-hmm. they're not going to do a lot of traveling, which is going to be really kind of ginormous. Like the last faraway place they traveled to is Sacramento uh, on March 21st. Then they have Indiana at home, Spurs at home, at Washington, at Milwaukee, Utah at home, Philly on the road, Toronto at home, Toronto at home, Atlanta at home. So, you know, at the end of the year when everybody's tired, they're not going to do a lot of traveling, which is just a nice way to handle that I think so that's well so I'll,
1: I'll add to that with this at least we're going to like give you all the boring schedule details we'll, we'll give you some meaty information behind it and I know Evan has some stats as well but I saw this from Matt Moore our buddy over at the Action Network who comes on joins us from time to time he did this for every team not just the Celtics tweeted out you know last 20 games last quarter of the season and what the schedule looks like for for all these clubs and here's what he wrote on the Celtics for their final 20 10th easiest schedule in the league, you know, based on obviously last year's records, 10 home, 10 away. So you got a 50 50 split, sort of part of what Evan was just talking about. Only four back to backs, or uh, if you want to say only, but four back to backs. And he writes, uh, Houston, San Antonio and Utah twice in March are pretty much already wins.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll see if Mitchell's on the team. We'll find out.
1: Right. Yeah. and And that's, you know, him to the Knicks is, is seeming more and more likely. Versus Kevin Durant uh, anywhere mm-hmm. seeming less yeah. and less likely, obviously. But Evan, I know, uh, you would look some stuff up as well.
2: Yeah. I'm going to get a shout out here because I'm going to say this wrong. Uh, it's Ed Kupfer, K U P F E R, but there's those little two, little, the, the, the umlaid, the two little dots over the U. Probably saying that wrong. I apologize, but it's, it's E D K U P P F E R, uh, with some interesting statistics here and data sets for us. Um, the big one to me, Uh, Ed has up here the number of games when the team has more rest days than their opponent. So the Celtics would have more rest than their opponent coming in or wherever they're playing. And and unfortunately, Boston's in the bottom five of that. So most of the time, um, they're either going to play a team on equal rest, which happens to Boston the fifth most, or they're going to play a team that has more rest than they do. So that's really not ideal um you want obviously not everything's going to line up in your direction here um but that's one of the ways in which it's not lining up for Boston in, in any particular um good way and then he also did a bit on strength of schedule and Boston's basically so he tweets out NBA 2023's of uh, schedule for each team broken into four time periods highest numbers equal easier schedule teams at the bottom of the toughest schedules Well, Boston is at the top line of their schedule. They have an easier-ish schedule, and it's pretty consistent all the way through. It's not like – I don't know if you remember last year, guys, where Boston had a really tough part of their schedule, I think in December last year.
0: It was December last year. Yeah,
2: where it was really tough, and then things got a lot – and they had a tough stretch in that particular part, um, and things kind of eased up. They don't really have – I mean, they have some gauntlets here, you can't go a whole season without it like i'm looking at this particular stretch in november where you think it's not going to be that bad but for some reason detroit gave them the problem last year and they played detroit twice uh in four nights so there's always stuff like that but it doesn't seem like the like the phoenix golden state toronto clippers like that's pretty much as bad as it gets right there hmm. um you know they go milwaukee they have minnesota at home, the the Christmas Day game with Milwaukee. And they get Houston, who's everybody's kind of like favorite up-and-coming team, but they're very young. I don't think they're ready for, for Boston yet. Then they have the Clippers and then Denver. Like, that's a tough stretch there as you head into January, but then you get OKC as a warm-up game after that. You know, so there's – December, January gets slightly dicey, but it doesn't – there's like not a stretch where you're like, oh, my goodness, like what felt like last year, December, was a mess. And maybe because they lost a ton of games, it right. added to that anxiety. But, I, I, you know, again, I'm like Larry Bird. Here's the schedule. There's 40, 41 home, 41 mm-hmm. away. Like, that's – I don't really care. You have to play them all anyway. Like, who care. But, you know, for the people out there that do care, there are certain stretches in here that are somewhat significant.
1: Did you ever think you'd use the phrase, I'm like Larry Bird?
2: Yeah, Al, all the time.
1: <laughs> you kind
2: of take you know. Like, I'm tar in my driveway and running back yeah. times and then – only scoring left-handed against a certain team. So I want to save my right hand for magic. Just showboating out there.
1: Oh, man. Mark, it's good to have you back here on the show See with us. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, and on, on the one hand, I hope we have something, you know, the, the royal we, all of us, you you to report on or talk with us whenever, whenever you come back or us doing this weekly. I hope we have something interesting to get into over the next, uh, you know, month, month and a half other than like, you know, is Peyton Pritchard still part of the rotation, things like that. But by the same token, I don't need the world shook. I I, I don't, I don't need, I don't need Kevin Durant here.
0: No, I think it'll be pretty quiet. I think you'll get your wish. Yeah. I think, I think Brooklyn is, I think Brooklyn's goal is to see what they've actually got.
1: Well, Evan, you're probably gonna, you know, Evan. For anyone who doesn't know, comes up with the the show titles for uh, for you know all of our various places to download this podcast. I, I we probably don't want to go with like you know Mark, Evan, and Adam break down the schedule. I don't think that'll get any clicks. Maybe maybe it's just maybe this week it's like you know, do the Celtics even want Kevin Durant? Well, <laughs> we've
2: done that. I think we've already kind of like done that. Yeah, that's we've talked about it enough. The one, the one thing I'll say that I think is kind of interesting. Um, is watching and Mark. I think Mark saw this because I think he liked it on Twitter for me. But there's like this gradual step, this like I'd say like slope of coolness that Tatum is currently climbing. Oh,
0: right.
2: The fact that he's hanging out in elite circles should be yeah.
1: encouraging. He's like, partying else. with Jay Z and Kevin Hart, right? right?
2: He's doing yeah. that. He's at Draymond's wedding
1: with Le- with mm-hmm. Steph and LeBron and all these guys in the. Talk about a tampering session.
2: Right. He's in the picture with like it's LeBron, Steph, Draymond, Rich Paul. Well,
0: well his dad was in Yeah, one his, of dad was yeah. his dad was there. Yeah. His dad was taking the selfie of the group.
2: I love yeah. there's that going on. He's training with Durant in the offseason. Like the yeah. if you wanted any and again, I've been saying this since the season's over and I got into some like Tatum is the the way. Tatum is the future. Pe- people, please understand this because everybody else around him is starting to realize that Tatum is the real deal here. And, like, my hot take to be prescient for the next season, I was thinking about it, Tatum will lead the team in assists in 2022-2023. Oh, is I like my, that. That is my, is my hot take. I am I am just sticking to this bandwagon or this, this hot take of
1: you're, – You're big on the point, Tatum.
2: Point Tatum is the way and I just don't understand how people don't see that and once he leads the team in assists we're no longer going to have to worry about it and I think this is the year he does and I, I love it's not going to be
1: Brogdon it's not going to be Marcus well Brogdon's going to be coming off the bench that's why you,
2: it's not going to be white it's going to be Tatum's gonna lead I, I
1: just want I want to look up what last year looked like real quick before we do sign off yeah so, yeah. so smart was first at 5.9 no surprise but oh. Tatum was second 4.4. Doesn't have to do that much. Just nope.
2: telling you right now. And we've already seen it in the highest setting. Did it, did it go well all the time? No. But that's okay. Go back to game one. He had 13 assists in that game in the NBA Finals. So he can do it. My 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 uh, my take is he's gonna lead the team in assists. And I and yeah. if you can even go further, Jalen will end up like third or fourth. But Jalen's getting there too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Tatum's next step is going to be breaking down double teams better. I mean, that's
1: that's going to be part
0: of it.
2: That's it.
1: Yep. Good stuff. We'll do it again next week. This is a fun show. I enjoy it. Always. For Evan, for Mark, obviously, I am Adam. Great review, subscribe. I set it off the top for a, a rare occasion, and I mean it even more now. So please do. Thanks for joining us, obviously. Uh, the show, once again, powered by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the uh, promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. We'll see what happens next. See you later. See you.